Hi everybody, welcome to Operation Tube Top and it is a Monday night and uh, the husband is out, the kid is in bed and I'm excited to do a podcast where I'm not feeling like I have to die like I did the last uh, couple of podcasts. So um, yeah, <laughs> I first of all want to apologize for my last podcast because I was very ranty. I, I blogged about it because I did realize later on that I sounded towards the end very ranty. And I think the thing is, is that I'm very protective over families who have children with special needs because we go through so much shit. We go through so much um, uh, backlash. We get comments. And I think it was one of these things where I wasn't feeling great. I was feeling kind of pulled in every different direction. And uh, I was a little ranty. So a friend of mine said today, like, I knew you weren't feeling well because you were very ranty. And I was like, that's true. I, I still wasn't feeling great. And I hadn't really seen a lot of people. And maybe I felt like the microphone was going to be my speaker's box, whatever, speaker's corner, where I was going to just rant. So again, apologies for that, because that was kind of that's not my status quo. I'm actually not a ranty person, except if I've had several glasses of wine and I'm with, you know, company I can trust. So again, um, that's not my, my normal state. Uh, I just want people to realize that when I put on an event for um, Autism Vienna, I try to make it very clear if it's, you know, an integration uh, event or if it's a, an event just solely for families. And I feel because... Families here don't get any government support. They don't get any money for therapy. Um, it's a very special, unique thing when there is an event that they can attend and not have to pay or it's subsidized. And maybe that's why I was a little bit kind of like, this is just for families, the museum vis visit. And I get a lot of messages um, probably every day from different areas. And I think I was just ranting and I apologize. That's not what this podcast should ever be about. Um, unless I get really, really pissed off and then yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, today was kind of, uh, my first day back after a week off and I haven't had a week off of work, um, sick wise for a long, long time. And I think I really, um, I really was sick and I needed that time off and it was good to be back. And it was very funny because, I walked in and it was great to see all my friends again. I'm very lucky to have people in my life that I work with that I love and adore. And uh, I'm, I have to say, I'm incredibly lucky to have great coworkers who are also my friends. Uh, but before that, it was uh, <laughs> early morning. We had to get the kid up and his bus on average comes around 635 in the morning. So I now set my alarm for 540 because I think I need 20 minutes just myself. I need to drink my coffee. I need to check celebrity gossip. And then I'm ready to be a cruise director and be like, okay, kiddo, let's get up and exciting, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, the kid woke up at 4.45 this morning and he crawls into bed with me and I was like, all right, he, he, you know, just let's snuggle. Uh, mommy's going to get up, get you some milk, and then mommy's going to sit in the kitchen for 20 minutes to drink her coffee and he was in a great mood he was coughing a little bit but we were like okay well you know lay off the weed um and then got him dressed got him ready he had some breakfast and at 6 35 I looked outside the bus wasn't there but I was like okay well I'll go down with you because it'll be here any second and my plan was 
I was going to go for a run because it's been over a week since I've gone for a run. I need to lose weight to fit into my Halloween costume. Priorities, very important. And so I go downstairs with him and it's freezing outside. And I'm saying this as a Canadian living in Europe. It was five degrees, which is balmy. And uh, he was all excited waiting for his bus. And every time a white van would go by because his school bus is a kind of a white van, he would kind of jump up and down. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then a garbage truck showed up and he's kind of terrified of the garbage trucks, but he's fascinated. Um, and I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like, um, sounds like life. So we're waiting and waiting and 10 minutes have gone by. It's already 645 and the husband's upstairs and, you know, he's trying to, nap a little bit. I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to text you and be like, where's the bus? <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know where the bus is. And then we're waiting another five minutes. And then the husband texts me and says, okay, well, they said they're going to be there in five minutes. So I say to the kid, like, okay, in five minutes. And we walk up and down the street. I'm trying to keep him warm. He's probably got frostbite. And then finally the van shows up, but it's a different van than usual for the last four weeks. And, uh, it's a different driver and a different person in the back who gets him to a seat. So I was like, okay. And the kid is a champion. He doesn't care who's driving the bus, who's putting in the seat. He's like, sup, just get me to school. And so he gets in the seat. I say, bye-bye. He waves goodbye and the bus drives off. And then I go back into the apartment and I say to the husband, like, oh yeah, bus showed up. Uh, but it was different people. Um, kind of taking care of the bus today. And the husband's like, oh, that's funny because when I got the phone call that they were coming, it sounded like the normal same driver as usual. And I was like, oh, shit, did he get in the wrong bus? And then I kind of laughed. I was like, whatever. So this is a bit of foreshadowing. So on Mondays, he gets home around 4.30 or so, and the nanny's there, and then he has a therapy aid, and I get home at 6. So I finish work, do a little bit of shopping, and then I meet my friend, uh, Deborah for a glass of wine before I have to be home at six. And I text the nanny. Oh no, first I, sorry. I first text the husband. I'm like, did you hear from the nanny if he got home? Because what's been happening the last few weeks is that the bus will, or the bus driver will text or call the husband and say, we'll be there in five minutes because with traffic, they never know for sure. And then he will text the nanny. It's a very, very complicated. And he was like, no, I didn't hear from them. And I was like, Oh shit. I made a joke this morning. Did my son get on the wrong bus? I'm in a panic. So I'm sitting in this cafe and my friend's there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to text the nanny. It'll be fine. And I'm kind of talking myself down. She's like, you'll be fine. I was like, it'll be fine. And then I'm flashing to like, I've got to be home before it's dark because I have to search if you went to the wrong. I mean, I panicked. I was helicopter mom. And so thank you, Deborah, for putting up with my crap as we talked about everything else, as I kept checking my phone and our nanny who has been with us for almost six years and she's part of our family. We love and adore her. Usually she texts back immediately. So the husband tried to text her. I tried to call her. There was no response, but I was like, she would have texted us if something was wrong. Uh, I'm usually, yeah, no, what am I? I was going to say, I'm usually not this paranoid, but yeah, I'm completely, I'm a helicopter mom. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, that ship has sailed. So I, um, headed home and run up the steps and I opened the door and the kid's totally happy. And the nanny was like, yeah, everything's fine. And she realizes that her phone has no network. So she, I wasn't getting her messages and, uh, it, everything's fine. He's totally fine. Of course he has a crazy scratch under his eye 
And uh, the nanny said that when the bus dropped him off this afternoon, the bus driver was like, that didn't happen on the bus. It happened at school. <laughs> and I was like, everybody's covering their asses. They've obviously met me. Um, I'm not too concerned when the kid has a scratch or a bruise because I know that he's my child, so clumsy. Um, but I was like, okay, this is a pretty bad scratch under his eye. And then I opened up his notebook, which I've talked about before, which is the Mitteilungsheft, which is a very Austrian thing where the teacher will write a note and then we write a note back. It's uh, very Jane Austen. And I opened up the book and it was from the Hort, which is the after-school care as of 12. And apparently my son got too close to another kid and the kid freaked out and not the other kid, not my kid, uh, freaked out and scratched him under the eye and she was apologizing. And, uh, I get it. These things happen. And I'm pretty sure Raphael was like, what are you eating? Can I have some? Or something happened. Uh, I'm not too concerned because his eye is fine. He's going to have a scratch and he's asleep now. So I put some antiseptic cream tomorrow. I will put some something else on it. It'll be, he's going to be a model still. I'm not concerned. Um, so that was me being a paranoid mother. So thank you, Deborah, for putting up with my, uh, with my shit today <laughs> when we met for a drink as I was, um, constantly checking my phone. She's like, why don't you just call? And I'm like, I tried to call. It's not working. Oh, the panic. Um, it's not fun being a parent. Uh, <laughs> there, there are times that you're like, oh, it's all worth it. Uh, when they're sleeping and there's times where you're just like, I never thought I would ever be so stressed out or, um, yeah, that'll be another podcast. We'll talk about parenting another time. Um, yeah, so back to work after a week off and it was very cute. because I was in my office and, uh, one of my closest friends comes in and she was like, yay, my tie tie is back. And, uh, a tie tie, she started going to Chinese lessons a couple years ago and they learned that the word uh, for wife is tie tie in Chinese. And then she was like, Oh, well, she's my work wife. So, um, yeah, I'm somebody's work wife. Office twin is my work bitch. Um, so she was like, yay, my tie tie. And it was nice to be back at work. I have to say that, um, I keep repeating myself. I am very, very lucky to have uh, great coworkers and of course, office twin, uh, I'm sure he missed me. And it turns out that office twin has been going to cake tree, uh, which is run by a woman that I met a few weeks ago, which I've talked about before in the blog and the podcast. And now they've become besties. Uh, which is hilarious because Vienna is a village. Uh, just to let you know, if you ever move here or you live here already, everybody knows somebody. Somehow there is, they're not even like six degrees of separation. There's one degree. It's uh, very inbred. Anyway, so Office Jim tried to tell me about uh, the Tao of Pooh. So if you have ever heard of this book, it is about Winnie the Pooh and how it follows the Tao method. But Office Twin, being obnoxious, was trying to say the Tao of Pooh. Because apparently Tao is the anglicized version. And I was like, no, it's T-A-O in English. I'm going to say Tao. And at the same time, he tried to tell me that foe is not foe, it's foul. So, um, yeah, it was fun to make fun of him and him to get very frustrated with me. It's good to be back. Anyway, that was a very long-winded intro with apologies, helicopter mommy, um, back at work, um, onward and forward. My goodness, I'm very tired, but I thought that this podcast should not just be about that. It should also be about 
Halloween films because we are now October 2nd. This is one of my favorite months of the year. And as I blogged, the apartment is fully decorated now. The only thing that's missing is the kids' room, which will turn into a swamp graveyard as soon as he leaves for the day of the party. And there will also be a fog machine, and there will be a few more things going up. Uh, the bedroom is untouched, and um, otherwise I feel like I'm in my Adams Family fantasy. It's very exciting. I just need a uh, glass conservatory and um, a thinner waistline, and then I will be very, very happy. So um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I am ready to talk to you, three people who listen to this, about my favorite Halloween films, because I feel like, I, I feel very nostalgic. I feel like I say that all the time, I'm nostalgic at every season, but I have to recapture what I love about Halloween. And I keep saying I, I don't enjoy a lot of gore. I don't enjoy crazy horror films. I think I'm very sensitive when it comes to stuff, but there are films that I watched as um, a youngin' that I feel like I can handle because I know what's going to happen and I just cover my eyes. So uh, give me a quick second and then I will talk about probably my top 12 to 13 films that you need to watch this uh, October to get into the Halloween mood. Okay, so I'm back and I'm ready to talk about uh, my favorite Halloween I guess, mood-inducing films. So let me start the list. And I have blogged about this before, and I talked about it the other day. And uh, one of them is Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I feel like it is uh, a film, I, I think I watched it when I was about 12 years old, because my parents and I would go to my godmother's cottage in Quebec. Um, and she had this beautiful, or she still has this beautiful cottage and uh, I just have such amazing memories of this place because it was just on this beautiful, uh, clear lake. And uh, I think we went one Thanksgiving and there was this little video store where you could rent a VHS. And I saw the cover of Graham Circus Dracula and it looked very gothic. And I was only 12, but I was already quite, um, I guess, suppressed goth. And I was like, we should rent this. And uh it says Francis Ford Coppola, and my parents were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think he's a good director. So he popped it into the VCR, and it started playing, and my dad, who uh, is a historian, was like, oh, yes, this is a very famous novel. And I actually read the book when I was in high school, and I was like, this is nothing like the film. Uh, we started watching it, and then there are a few sexy scenes where my parents were like, uh, Tova, could you uh, – could you get me a beer from the fridge? Uh, why don't Why don't you go and get that uh, magazine that you like? And uh, even now, when I visit my parents and there's a sex scene, my mom's like, "Tom, fast forward this part. There are kids in the room." Uh, so it's uh, yeah, we're all virgins, uh, immaculate conception. <laughs> but Bram Stoker's Dracula was something I, mean, I think I watched when I was 12 years old, and I was just blown away. It was everything I had ever wanted in a film. It was the this um, it was Winona Ryder, who I just love and adore, and uh, I loved this film. It was so sexy and over the top, and the costumes. And uh, there's a whole blog post I did a recap about it, but I, to this day, every time I watch it, I just still love it, and that totally gets me in the mood for Halloween and for wearing bustles. It's it's a fun thing. It's a fun film. Um, the next film on my list is actually Hocus Pocus, uh, which was 
which is a Disney film, and uh, the, apparently they're ma- they're doing a remake um, this year or next year, which is kind of sad because I think it's a classic. And apparently, sorry, I'm very stuffed up still, so I have a bit of a, a scratchy voice. Anyway, so when the film came out, it didn't do very well in the theaters, but it's become this kind of cult uh, film. And it's amazing. You've got uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy. All three actresses are over the top and amazing. And I love it because it takes place in Salem. And if you watch it as an adult, there's a lo- there are a lot of points where you're like, this is actually incre- an incredible film. And uh, I watch it every year, and I actually put it on while I was decorating um on Saturday for Halloween. It's just kind of a tradition that I have, and I think I know every line, and I think it was Sarah Jessica Parker's best role, and I think she looks the best in this film, <laughs> and Kathy Najimy, who can do no wrong, and Bette Midler. It's it's a great, and I don't know how they're going to remake it. Uh, I'm not going to freak out yet until they're like, we're going to make it um, where it's three beautiful women, and... <laughs> No, it, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance because why not make some more witchy films? I do love I do love that type of genre. Uh, the next film on my list is something called The Monster Squad. And this is something that I don't know why this film doesn't have more of a cult following or maybe it does. And maybe I'll get a ton of um, emails in a day or two about people who watch it. Um, my son's coughing in his sleep, so I'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to real life. Okay, so I'm back. So I've just doused him with Vicks Vaporub as he sleeps. <laughs> Best mommy ever. Uh, we'll see when he wakes up. So I was saying uh, The Monster Squad. It's one of these films that I watched when I was younger and then I kind of rediscovered somewhere on the internet. And I don't know why it hasn't become more of a cult following. As I said before, maybe there'll be a ton of uh, tweets or emails tomorrow that everybody watches it and I just had no idea. But it's uh, definitely 80s fabulous. And I would mention Gremlins in this, but Gremlins for me is a Christmas film, so I'm not going to talk about that until December. Uh, On the same vein, uh, Lost Boys, also a classic, also an 80s classic. That, to me, is actually not something that I watch for Halloween. Um, It freaks me out just a little bit too much. I think I watched it when I was a little bit older, uh, so it hasn't firmly been in my catalog of Halloween films to watch, but it is also an incredible classic, and you probably won't eat rice again after you watch that. Uh, the next film or films that I watch uh, in terms of Halloween are is the Scream series, and I would never watch this as an adult, but because I watched this as a teenager, I know exactly when to close my eyes. So it's Scream 1, 2, and 3, and Scream 1 is a classic. You've got Dream... Barrymore. I can't watch that opening sequence. I have to uh, ignore it. Uh, Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich, who I talked about in The Craft, which I never understood why anybody thought he was attractive. Uh, He needs to wash his hair. Uh, But they're all great. I love the Scream series, and every October I watch all three of them uh, while I'm doing other stuff because it's a little bit too gory for me. But it's still fun. And then, of course, speaking of gory, is Sleepy Hollow. Now, I love the, um, what's it called? The cartoon classic, which is with, uh, I was going to say, Berlin Irving? Irving Berlin? I, I'm really tired. I'm exhausted. But it's it's a classic, and I love 
the music in it, and I love that it's just kind of this retro old cartoon, and that's kind of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Actually, a friend of mine lives in a town called Sleepy Hollow, and I promised to visit her one October. I'm hoping next year will be the magic year. Uh, and then I remember, I think it was in, it must have been, what year was it? 99. I think it was 99, my first year of university. Uh, I was with this guy, and we went to go see Sleepy Hollow. I think it was Young and Eglinton. We went to the theater there. And it was October. And I was like, yeah, I totally want to see the film Sleepy Hollow. I had no idea that it was going to be super gory. It was a Tim Burton classic. And, um, yeah, I, I, my eyes were closed for most of the film. But even to this day, I have it in the background playing. Because I guess it's a Halloween film. And it's something that I have to embrace. And I love the costumes. I love the set. And uh, it's terrifying. And Christopher Walken's in it playing a random scary hell character, uh, which is great because, you know, it needs more cowbell. <laughs> uh, Sleepy Hollow, it's another Halloween classic. And, of course, there's Casper, and people are going to groan, starring Christina Ritchie, who I have always fangirled, and I think Devin Sawa? 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 And uh, I remember, specifically when I watched this film, I think I was about 13 years old and I was babysitting and I used to babysit a lot, especially when I lived in Vienna back in the nineties. And I loved babysitting, especially for the American families. They were like, we have channels of television you don't usually get, or we have snacks that you don't usually have. And then put our kids to bed and do whatever you want. And this was like the best thing in the world for me. And I don't remember which family this was, but they were like, we've got all these um, VHS tapes, put the kids to bed, have some popcorn, have some pizza, put in whatever you want. So I was like, oh, it's uh, three in the afternoon, kids go to bed. And then I went through their tape collection and I saw Casper and I was like, all right, I'll put it on. That sounds kind of cheesy because I remember Casper, the cartoon as from my childhood. So I put the, the tape in. And I remember being like, this is not what I remember. And I was obsessed with this film. I found it like the house was incredible. I found the whole story amazing. And I hadn't watched it for probably about 20 years until last year. And I watched it again and I cried my eyes out. <laughs> and I also worried a bit about Casper and his attachment issues with Christina Ritchie and maybe she should see other people. Um, but I remember thinking this was a very tragic film when I watched it last year, but I loved it as a teenager. So Casper's kind of also in the background as I'm getting stuff ready. Uh, I don't really sit down and watch these films anymore because I've seen them so many times, but it's nice to have that kind of familiarity. I think that's why people watch reruns of certain shows. Uh, like All in the Family, that terribly racist show. Uh, another film that I love, and it's not just a Halloween film, but it's something that I also specifically remember watching for the first time. Because when we lived in Moscow, we didn't have really any channels. So there was this place where you could buy pirated uh, DVDs. Um, this was called Survival uh, back in the 90s in Russia. And you could buy a DVD for about... I think $3 and my parents would go to this one place. I think the guy would open a little metal door and be like, 
Cogdilla, and they'd be like, yeah, we'd like to buy a DVD. So they would, uh, we had the best DVD collection in the world, uh, pirated DVDs, don't arrest us. And my parents came home with a DVD called Practical Magic. And I remember looking at the DVD cover and I was like, ah, this looks kind of ridiculous. And I put it in, they were out one night and I was obsessed. And it's um, Sandra Bullock with great hair, Nicole Kidman with great hair and they're witches. And actually to this day, I still watch it because put the lime in the uh, coconut, the midnight margaritas. It's a very um, empowering film. I know that sounds cheesy, but I love this film and I watch it every year. So another tip for me, Practical Magic, so much fun. Uh, another Tim Burton would be The Corpse Bride. And I actually haven't watched this in a few years because I loved it when I was younger. And then I remember when the kid was probably about, well, he was eight months old and I was, we were doing our first Halloween uh, with him as a baby and I was decorating the place and he was kind of um, sitting or well, he, yeah, he was sitting at that point and I put the car sprite on because I thought, oh, maybe he'll enjoy this cartoon. And there was a scene where there's a little ghost kid and I just started crying uncontrollably because I don't think I ever kind of grasped the idea of this cartoon that these ghosts were, were former people. So I, I know that I was being hypersensitive and I still haven't watched that, watched that film again since then so I guess about six years ago but uh, maybe I should watch it again but I remember just being so um emotional uh watching that and I think when you become a parent certain things are not as uh, whimsical as they used to be which is I guess that's normal that's that's normal life uh, yeah I should watch that again I think we have the dvd uh the next kind of film I watched which I actually did a whole um podcast about was The Craft so I won't go into that but The Craft is great. Uh the next film is Interview with the Vampire. And that was a film and I will never forget when I saw that as well. I have a very good memory just to let you guys know that's why I get a lot of shit done is that I actually remember things. It's a little bit freaky. I don't have a photographic memory but I have a weird um a weird, very good memory. Um, obviously, I don't speak English very well. Uh, but I do remember when I watched Interview with a Vampire, it was with my friend, Ari, and we were in Vienna, and I think we were about 14 years old. And she was the one who introduced me to Formula One, which I still love, uh, so many years later. But we also watched this film, and it was with Tom Cruise, which is, I think, by far probably the best role he's ever played, and Brad Pitt, which is the weirdest role he's ever played, and it was Anne Rice, and I had read a few of her books, and uh, it was a fantastic film, and it's one of these things that every time I watch it, I'm like, this is so outside of the box for both of these actors, and such a great, beautiful film, and yeah, I haven't actually watched that in a couple of years, so I think that is going to be uh, this weekend, that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to watch that film because it is, it's fun, and it's uh, a little bit creepy. There are a few scenes that I probably won't watch, because they still freak me out, but yeah, that's another one of my big films. Um, another thing that I also do over October is I watch TV shows that have Halloween episodes, and as much as I dislike Home Improvement, even though I watched that as a kid with my parents, that was hilarious at the time, as was Elf, uh, Elf, Elf, um, but Home Improvement had some of the best Halloween episodes. And I remember watching these shows 
like Roseanne Home Improvement, and their houses were created solely for a Halloween party. And I think that was a huge inspiration for me. And I thought, when I'm older, my life goal is to have a Halloween party. And uh, so thanks to the random TV sitcom, which has been one of my biggest inspirations. So kind of in the month of October, I watch Halloween episodes. I literally will watch Hannah Montana if it's a Halloween episode. I don't care. I just need to see a party scene. I need to see like uh, fog and great costumes and decorations. That to me inspires me and gets me going. It's um, it's a turn on. It's a turn on. Sorry. I also would like to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer in October. And I've said for the last couple of years that I need to have Buffy nights. And I think now that the kid has kind of got back into a sleeping schedule, I will be hosting Buffy nights at least once a month. It's going to happen. I'm going to have a lot of friends over. We're going to eat food and we're going to watch Buffy because I think that's a classic, classic show. And to kind of end my list, I know I'm probably missing a ton of films I like to watch at this time. Actually, just today I was looking for a Sleepy Hollow link and I stumbled upon some random YouTube um, video starring Jeff Goldblum as Ichabod Crane in some weird 1980 version of Sleepy Hollow. And I started watching it and I was like, I don't know if I'm, uh, I need to be drunk to watch this because it's a little bizarre. But maybe later tonight, I will drink some wine. I'll be like, okay, I will watch this weird Jeff Goldblum episode of Ichabod Crane, Sleepy Hollow. Anyway, totally random. So my last film, which has been such a defining film for me, is, of course, Beetlejuice. And I blogged about this years ago, but Beetlejuice was the penultimate when it came to Halloween films for me. So I will never forget being in the town Sombra, which is where my dad grew up. It's a town of 100 people in southern Ontario on a um, St. Clair River right across from Michigan. And my grandmother, his mom, uh, told me I could go to the Pick and Pay, which is this tiny shop where the ferry, um, you could catch the ferry to go to the States. She's like, go to the Pick and Pay, uh, choose a film if you want to watch something. And I was like, okay, Grandma. And it was five-minute walk down the sidewalk and I would go to the pick and pay and you get these like popsicles for 10 cents you could get candy and they had a VHS selection and I saw the cover of Beetlejuice and I was like well that that looks fun and I was always as I said before kind of a weird gothy kid and I brought it back home and I said grandma I got I got a, a film and she was like okay put it on I'm gonna make dinner and they had that old kind of TV, which was also furniture. So it's that big brown. If you lived in North America, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All your grandparents had it. It was furniture. It probably weighed like 500 pounds. And it had a TV in it. And then it was like, um, if you were lucky, there was a little area for VCR. And you could put, you know, framed photographs on top. And she was making dinner. My papa, my grandfather, was probably going to the post office. So I put this uh, tape in and the second it started, I was obsessed and I watch it every year and to this day, still obsessed with it. And I'll never forget at the end where Winona Ryder says that she's passed her test and they do the song, which is from, oh my God, I'm totally blanking on this very famous singer's name from the 1950s. So this song happens 
And my grandmother starts singing along to the song in the kitchen. And at that moment, I was like, you are the coolest woman in the whole entire world. I cannot believe you know the song from this film I have just watched that seems to be super hip. Um, I still can't eat shrimp because of that film. I don't like seafood anyway, but I see a shrimp cocktail. It freaks me out. Um, But it's a classic. And I heard that they're doing a remake, which I actually... It's not a remake, what's it called? A sequel, which I'm on board with because I think, uh, sure, why not? Uh, the cast is out of this world. Alec Baldwin, Gina Dana, uh, Davis, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who I think might have had some pedophile charges. Um, you've got Winona Ryder. You've got Michael Keaton. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's my favorite film when it comes to Halloween and probably of all time. And uh, I'm not going to give away what my Halloween costume is, but if you've probably seen on Instagram or Facebook, you've probably figured it out if you love Beetlejuice. And it's almost like a 25-year-plus dream is coming true. And it's so ridiculous, but I feel like you need to celebrate the small things in life. So, yeah, that was my podcast tonight. Uh, I have a feeling that the kid's going to stay home tomorrow because uh, he's been coughing. Uh, please, uh, keep Vegas in your thoughts. It's a, um, absolutely devastating thing that has happened. Um, the husband and I stayed in Vegas about, oh, it was exactly, well, just over seven years ago across from Mandalay Bay. And, uh, we loved that town. We were there for two weeks and, uh, it just, uh, I'd like to say that, you know, the the world should be a safer place and a better place. Uh, just hug the people you love and tell them that you love them. We we don't know what's happening in the world. I'd like to think that um, you know most people out there are incredible, amazing people, and I don't ever want this podcast or blog to be political. Not because I'm not political, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes you need a little bit of escape from things. I. Um, I think it's very clear what where my values are and what my thoughts are on certain things. And I, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just can't understand the violence. And I, I just want people to try to take care of each other and love each other. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was not the direction I wanted to take again. So, Anyway, I hope that you are able to do as many um, Halloween things as you can for this next uh, month. Again, apologize for my voice. I'm still not completely over my cold, but I am feeling a lot better than I did last week. And uh, there's a lot of exciting things uh, happening soon. I just hope that I'm able to tackle them. Uh, One thing I wanted to also mention is I have a new hobby because I don't, you know, of course I need a new hobby. I always have to be busy. I'm going to be uh, making some new crafts and hopefully be able to sell them soon. I'd like to sell, uh, say that I'm selling them for charity, but I might be just selling them for uh, uh, myself <laughs> to pay for my kids' ther- therapy or whatnot. Um, I always like to have something on the go, and sometimes I need to just be able to sit and watch TV and do something. That's just me. I can't sit still. Again, I hope you have a great night. I hope you are able to, um, I don't know, enjoy this podcast. Uh, sorry that, again, that I'm stuffed up sounding, but at least I wasn't ranty. And uh, don't forget to take care of each other and love each other. 
And I guess all I can say is uh, thanks for listening and toodles. <laughs>